Today we're going to hit car control. Hi everyone, Enzo here. Welcome to episode 7 of series 2 of the Race Driver Coach Show. And what did you think of the new intro? And more importantly, what do you think of the music? That's one of my favourite bands. Rob Bailey and the Hustle Standard. Now that's something I listen to most days. In the morning when I do my warm-up routine, or when I'm in the gym, or when I'm going to a meeting and I want to kill it. Um, that gets me in the mood, fired up. If you'd like just that little sample, that one's called Hungry, but they did The Beast, oh, is it called Beast, sorry, that was on um, Southpaw, the film. They've just got so many songs that you can't even, <laughs> you can't even listen to quietly. You have to crank them up, and by the time you've listened to it, you're ready to go. So if you like that kind of thing, check them out, The Hustle Standard, love it. But And Charlie, thanks for letting me use your music. I wrote to these guys, The Hustle Standard, they got straight back to me, said, yes, we like what you do, of course you can use our music. Thanks, guys. Brilliant. Right, back to today's show. What do you notice, right, about top drivers? What would you say distinguishes the difference between an okay driver and a very bloody good one? Most of you will say speed or commerciality, if that's a word. But really, what I see, when you see a top driver, it's someone that's good in the wet, right? Someone who's really good on the brakes. Someone who's really good on the first lap when nobody else knows where the grip is. Somebody who's good in changeable conditions. Somebody who is good at just switching on, going, doing a lap when they want to, on demand, parking the car, getting out, and that's their fastest time. Well, one of the main ingredients to create a driver that can do that, and this is what I spend a lot of my time on, Creating a driver that can just switch on and go. Creating a driver that can be fast in the conditions where most drivers are pretty much scared. All I look at is car control. Are they able to play with the car at high speed and have the confidence in themselves to control the car no matter what angle it gets at, pretty much, even though it's a bit far-fetched. But still, just to know that I can, as a driver, I can throw the car into that corner a bit quicker than I need to and I don't worry about what will happen. I'll sort it out halfway through. I'll sort it out on the apex and out of the corner. I'll catch it. I'll sort it out. I'll escape the slide. That kind of confidence is something I'm just not seeing in motorsport very often. Because cars are so planted now, because drivers are, let's just say, they're a bit um, more fearful than they used to be. I am seeing drivers that are pretty much pathetic at car control all the way up. And here's an example. Here is the question that inspired this very episode. Hi Enzo, I'm racing Formula cars at a high level, yet I've never really spent much time on outright car control. Is that important in these cars? Jan. Now I've changed the name, but Jan, thank you so much for being so honest. Now this is a driver that's right at the top. I mean right at the top and they've asked me this. And it was a text message. It wasn't an email or anything like that through it. They just know me and they said... Is it really important? Is it something I should improve on? Hell yes. And I've already told you this, but I want to tell this to everybody out there watching. If you're not really comfortable with a car being pretty much out of control, 
but yet you're still kind of in control, then you're not really a race driver. You're not really a race driver. But yet, when I go to the circuit, I can see so many drivers that are not very good in the wet. And you know this. You can watch F1, and there'll be one, maybe two, maybe three drivers that are really good in the wet, when everybody else is kind of mediocre. You'll get one driver, or two, that are very good on the first lap, like an Alonso. Because, again, they are comfortable at being at their best, even though the car, the tyres, are not at their best. They're not giving them the grip because they know they're going to sort it out. They're good through fast corners. They're good at overtaking on the limit and throwing the car in in very dicey situations. They're not thinking about, oh, what if I crash? And that's one of the big differences between someone who's good at car control or not. It's where their mind is going. If you, I mean, you've got two different types. You've got the skill side of it. Some drivers just don't know what it's like to go outside the, ed the grip level unless they're spinning. They can get just like this and they can over and just about correct it, but they weren't in control there. They panic where you get other drivers that just allow the car to come and they virtually automatically just correct it. You see it in front wheel drive cars a bit different, but also rear wheel drive cars. But all in all, there's not many of you guys out there that are good at this. You can hardly drift. You can pull the handbrake on and power slide from the apex out. Yeah, fine. Anyone can do that, but not many of you can drift on the start, or should we say, just after braking, and then all the way through the corner, very controlled. Not that that's a very quick lap time, but still, the fact that so many people can't drift, they, can't have, they haven't got much car control, it's quite shocking, isn't it? It's quite shocking, but it's there everywhere. And I'm just here to give you a little nugget, a little heads up to say, if you can do this, if you spend more time on your car control, it will definitely make you a better driver. It will definitely make you better through the fast corners. You won't be as scared as other people. It will make you much quicker in the wet because you'll be trying different things, different lines, and you'll be pretty much prepared to control the car no matter what. And you'll be very good on cold tires. You'll be very good on slicks in wetter conditions, in changeable conditions. These are the kind of things that make a driver stand out. Now, as you know, I used to work for an F1 junior team and I used to be a scout. We used to pick drivers, pay for them. And wet driving was one of the things we looked for. Because if you're good in the wet, it shows that you've got an understanding of how to manipulate the car, how to put the weight where you want it on whichever wheel through your driving, how to use curbs in the wet to manipulate the car and make sure it rotates. It shows intelligence. Anybody pretty much, with enough practice. A lot of drivers, most drivers, can do a quick lap time when everything's perfect, when the car's good. They can brake at this point. They can turn at that point. They can apex well, look up and get the power down just right at each corner and do a pretty damn good lap time. But then if the car isn't handling so well, if the decision or, sorry, the conditions are a little bit sketchy, you can see they're on their back foot. They're not happy anymore. The lap time's not coming very well. They're, over, they're stressing themselves. They're overthinking. They're making mistakes. Their confidence is knocked. That's no good. That's no good in a sport that you're, when you're going around, things are always changing. From the fuel load to the tire grip to the wind to the conditions in general to the position you're attacking a corner because you might be defending or you're in a different line on the way in. Everything's changing all the time. So as a driver, you must be a master at car control. Take a look at these videos. Now, I apologize if you listen to this on the podcast, but now I'm showing you this is Plato going through a corner at Rockingham.
watch how he controls it now he puts a lot of steering in but actually it's front wheel drive the most important thing for a front wheel drive is just to floor it if you lose the rear end all you do is put that power on and then you start to release it a bit as the car straightens up it's pretty simple yet mo a lot of people as soon as they get tagged in a front wheel drive car they freak out they overcorrect and they fire it off the other way <laughs> when all you've got to do actually you don't even need to steer that much you can just initially steer and keep the wheel straight and if you're flat out on the power the car will still square back up drivers don't know this well they do but it takes so long to learn it and even then when they learn that when it comes to the actual situation they're still rubbish they still overcorrect and they start tank slapping up the road it's shocking at high level again I want you to spend time anyway before I carry on look at this dude Alonso now does a quick save and again at Brazil this is Verstappen now he's saving a big drift here but still he keeps very calm he knows what to do he catches the car now these F1 cars when they go sideways they are virtually impossible to save but still if you keep your wits about you you keep your vision where you want to go not where you don't want to go because you'll hit that lamppost as the metaphor goes but if you keep it where you want to go and you then use your controls to get that car back there and you stay calm you're going to do it but a lot of drivers don't they look at the thing they don't want to do they freeze and the car then takes control car control you need it i mean look at travis pastrana this is someone who can manipulate a bike a motocross bike and put it at pretty much any angle he wants when he's bloody 50 foot in the air he can do double black flips he can do pretty much anything <laughs> and this helped him on the track he's amazing at supercross because he knew that machine was part of him and that's what i always say to a driver your car has got to feel like it fits you like a glove you know every bit of it you feel comfortable you're tight in it if no matter what vibration it gives you you know what it's telling you you communicate you're the one that tells it what to do in the corner not the other way around you're not reactive and responding to things it does you're actually pretty much predicting what it's going to do in the next few seconds by the way you turn it by the way you pitch it into the corner you know everything about it now it's really important you get to that level single-seaters front-wheel drive rally car whatever it is you're driving make sure you spend the time you do some test days on a circuit that's got plenty of runoff but you spend the time learning that car on the limit when the grip's not good and now you know the big the, the story of Senna he wasn't very good in the wet believe it or not when he was young but then he spent time in a cart every single time it rained he was on that cart learning 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 until he got it down and then it became a super strength then it became as soon as it rains I'm the best as soon as it rains I switched on and I'm actually even better than everyone else even more than I was before because I've got confidence when it's like that where everyone else is bricking themselves so it's just time it's just dedication so yes Jan make sure priority number one these following months I know you sent me this question some time ago but these following months make sure you do some car control practice train yourself to be comfortable with the car moving in a risky situation even if you work I mean the way I did it take a look at this picture again podcast listeners I apologize for this but there's a picture of me drifting now just a, a picture of it um, from race school now 
this was in the early 2000s and i tell you what as soon as i started to work at the race school and you had to do demonstration laps you had to put someone in the passenger side and then take them around and pretty much scare them and the only way to really scare them is to go sideways at 80 mile an hour because they just love it <laughs> and it's part of the entertainment and yet i was a bit of a sucker to the system i would always if they told me i couldn't do it i always would but that's how you train yourself not by going against the system. You train yourself by being in that position more often. So if you can work for a race school and do some passenger rides, brilliant, because you start to learn. You're allowed to go out on track, learn that car, do what you can with it, and then once you're happy, you put passengers in it and you show them, it's sort of like demonstration driving, stunt driving. This just got me onto a completely different thing. If you're good at car control, you can even get a job as a stunt driver. Now, that's not a bad side job, side hustle to have, is it? Especially if, work, if racing doesn't work out, you can go to be a stunt driver. So it's another reason you should be good at manipulating a car. Um, another way, there's loads of car control race schools out there that actually you can go there for a day and they teach you in a K-trim or whatever it is. They've got crappy tires on the back and they spend a day just teaching you how to be good at car control. There's plenty of ways. But what I want to say here, I want to leave, it's just a very short video this time, but Jan and everybody else out there, if you really want to make a difference, if you want to stand out in front of all the other drivers, make sure you're the best at car control because then you'll be the best on the first lap, the best in the wet, the best in the fast conditions, and you'll stand out a mile. Scouts are looking for this. Make sure you're one of them that is the best on the grid at car control and your confidence will change You'll be better at setting a car up because you'll go over the limit and you'll be willing to push the limit on a car you're not really sure where it's at. The car doesn't need to be perfect for you to be fast if you're good at car control.